again, there, there are just so many components to, you know, to, to, to the te technologies that we use today and, and the reasons we use them. You know, facial recognition is being used in airports and a whole host of other venues, even Madison Square Garden. Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, an exclusive interview with New York Congresswoman Yvette Clark and what Clark expects out of the new House AI Task Force. It's Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. The Department of Justice has tapped Princeton University Professor Jonathan Meyer as its first Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer and Chief Science and Technology Advisor. In a statement announcing Meyer's selection, Attorney General Merrick Garland said the DOJ's mission depends on its ability to keep pace with rapidly evolving scientific and technological developments. As the DOJ's CAIO, Meyer will oversee the department's Emerging Technology Board, which is tasked with coordinating and governing AI and other types of emerging tech throughout the agency. More broadly, Meyer, who holds a PhD in computer science and a law degree from Stanford, will lead cross-agency and intra-department efforts on AI and related issues. The DOJ currently has 15 AI use cases listed in its inventory, including a disclosure covered by FedScoop last month that the FBI is in the initiation phase of using Amazon's recognition, an image and video analysis software. Meyer's move from Princeton to the DOJ represents a return to public service. From November 2015 to March 2017, he served as chief technologist in the Federal Communications Commission's Enforcement Bureau. After that, Meyer spent a year in then-Senator Kamala Harris's office as a technology law and policy advisor to the California Democrat. In other news, the Office of Personnel Management last week released a workforce playbook for federal agencies, and in it, the federal HR office said the federal workforce of the future will be tasked with leveraging artificial intelligence, including in hiring and using accurate, timely data to inform policy decisions. In the playbook, OPM listed 12 priorities, including AI integration and data-driven decisions. As part of that, OPM calls on federal agencies to use appropriate AI capabilities in the HR process, understand how the technology will impact the workforce, and safeguard employees accordingly, upskill teams with appropriate competencies, and train existing talent on recent AI use cases and their applicability to current projects. The office pointed to a report from the Government Accountability Office that shared approximately 1,200 existing and planned use cases along with specific challenges or opportunities that AI may help solve. Additionally, the office is asking agencies to take steps towards implementing data into decision-making by using available data products and platforms, ensuring that data standards are implemented, identifying data literacy gaps, and developing strategies to guarantee employees have the necessary data skills. <clears throat> You can read more about these stories and much more at fedscoop.com. Last week, House leaders formally announced the creation of a new bipartisan task force on artificial intelligence, a move that marks a major step forward in efforts to legislate with representation from both parties. Rep. Yvette Clark, a Democrat from New York who was one of the first members of Congress to call out the potential harms of artificial intelligence is one of 24 members on that task force. 
In an interview with FedScoop's Rebecca Highwell, Clark discusses her expectations for serving on the bipartisan task force, what concerns her most about the technology, and the prospects for regulatory and legislative action. Let's go now to that interview. The first question I just wanted to ask is like you were you were incredibly early in calling for regulating um, various AI technologies. You've had proposals for dealing with deep fakes and auditing AI tech, and now you're joining this bipartisan AI working group. I'm, I'm curious, are you happy with the progress Congress has made on this issue since you first started following this? Well, uh, I'm not happy about, about the uh, time it's taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were indicators uh, years ago, quite frankly, uh, that without this uh, technology, um, having protocols and guardrails, uh, it could be harmful to the American people. And it, it was already, uh, you know, harming people. Mm-hmm. I'm happy, however, that we've come to this point where uh, the speaker and the leader have appointed members uh, to do this work so that we can, uh, you know, protect the American people uh, while uh, at the same time embracing uh, this new innovative technology that, that you know, if, if used uh, appropriately uh, will, you know, revolutionize, uh, you know, the way we live, we work, we play. Yeah. Are there specific uh, issues or specific pieces of legislation that you're optimistic about uh, the working group making progress on uh, through this new initiative? Well, you know, my hope is that we'll look at the the uh, the whole ecosystem, uh, you know, from from beginning to end, uh, because I think it's important that we all have a, a similar baseline from which we're working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I for a long time have been advocating for uh, data privacy. Um, which, you know, is, is really, to me, at the foundation of, of AI. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was very concerned about bias in algorithms, um, which is another component. And, and so I'm hoping that we will delve into those areas um, as well as look at, you know, how AI facilitates, um, you know, the way we live. Mm-hmm. And what that will look like uh, in the future, uh, given the, the the current state 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 of affairs, and whether in fact uh, you know the, you know what we need to do uh, in terms of rules of the road for uh, it to be a healthy ecosystem. Yeah. You know, I know that, you know, that on the Democrat side, there are, I think, at least two working groups focused on AI. This is the a bipartisan one. I'm curious what you sort of see as the biggest difference between um, Democrats and Republicans on AI regulation right now, given, it, given it's a new issue. How do you sort of see the, the party lines uh, breaking down in terms of like what you expect to potentially disagree about? Well, I'm not going into this with, with any expectations other than that there'll be integrity with the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're uh, still awaiting, um, you know, for uh, legislation to be passed. We, you know, have already done a data privacy bill. And mm-hmm. that bill has been waiting uh, sort of in abeyance for, for, for quite some time. So, you know, if that's any indication of sort of setting priorities um, with respect to 
you know, all things intimate, well, then, you know, we are really behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my, my, my thing is let, let's all get to the table. Uh, let's unpack what's before us. Uh, and let's, you know, talk about how we legislate, what, what needs to be dealt with um, in this session and into the next. Yeah, I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about funding AI research and making sure the U.S. is competitive at the same time, you know, you have focused so much on some of the nefarious and negative consequences in the, of the technology. I'm curious how you see sort of dealing with the balance between those two things and sort of um, not letting the first sort of distract from from the latter as sort of a regulatory regime yeah, for AI I, comes well, up. You know, I think, again, the, the capabilities are, are an important component of this. And, you know, I, I right now, uh, you know, we're not making major investments in uh, AI research. Um, and, you know, I, I'm certain that, you know, if we bring academia to the table, a lot of the research has already been done. The, the issue for us is, you know, a lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And that, you know, or, or varying levels of knowledge. And again, establishing that baseline is going to be critical for all of us. And, and at that point in time, we can determine, you know, what type of investments we need to make. But that so much of this is in the corporate domain yeah. that, you know, we've got to, uh, you know, have a, a clear understanding of, uh, you know, exactly uh, how the current construct uh, has been, um, you know, has been growing organically. Yeah. How concerned are you about lobbying or the influence of firms like OpenAI and Microsoft in sort of shaping the foundation of what AI legislation looks like in the United States or regulations at, at federal agencies? Well, you know, that's that's always going to be a component of legislating, right? Uh, the, 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 the question is, as legislators, you know, whose interests are we looking out for? I'm at the table for the American people. And so, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, we, we won't know uh, what we don't know until we uh, get to the table and, and have those conversations. Uh, you know, there may be members who are coming to the table already carrying an agenda for, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for those uh, interests that like to, that would like to shape this. But I think it's going to take a partnership mm-hmm. um, and an understanding of uh, exactly, you know, what at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're trying to accomplish in terms of uh, spurring innovation while at the same time making sure that we're protecting, you know, the American people. Yeah, I know one of the things that that's happened, and there's been a, a couple initiatives that are sort of essentially voluntary commitments um, from the right. AI companies. Um, you've expressed concern about the voluntary aspect of these. Can you talk a little bit about that? Why 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 does that worry you? And yeah, I, yeah. I, I get concerned because at the end of the day, well, you know, companies have a profit motive. And there may be, uh, you know, blind spots uh, that they're not uh, taking into account. Typically, what we've experienced in our society is that, you know, it's a lot more, uh, 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 it's a lot less expensive 
to be prevented mm-hmm. than it is to find a cure. And and whenever there's a cost, it's always passed on to the consumer. Yeah. So it's it's critical that um, you know we not uh, uh, you know be wholly owned subsidiaries of uh, those who would say that they're volunteering voluntarily. Um, you know, uh, taking into account, uh, you know, our findings or who uh, are preceding us with uh, new protocols. We, we need to factor in everything that's taking place and determine whether, in fact, it's in, in the best interest of the American people. Yeah. What do you make of some of the leadership of those companies that talk about uh, like artificial general intelligence or the idea of sort of like a super smart AI kind of uh, sort of dystopianly, like destroying everything. What what do you make of of them talking about things like that? Well, you know, listen. Again, we can all speak to the potential of you know what what AI uh, can and cannot do. Um, however, at the end of the day, it's critical that we, um, you know, that 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 you know that. That we not get ahead of ourselves, but that we again build a strong foundation and, and uh, you know, to through which to assess, mm-hmm. uh, you know, w- w- how those harms can manifest themselves. Yeah, and what we need to do to protect ourselves is, it's, you know, AI is 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 a growing industry. And, you know, there's certain things that, you know, are, are taking place today that will be, uh, you know, in, 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 at the at the uh, core of how this technology proceeds um, into the future. And so we've got to use that, uh, you know, use use what we know today to, to sort of, uh, you know, predict and extrapolate what can happen, uh, you know, tomorrow and, and the days following. I'm curious if the rise of ChatGPT and this sort of new generation of generative AI models has changed how you conceptualize the the threat of AI or the concerns related to AI. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, it, it's taken on new dimensions because you know generative AI is something that that can be rapidly deployed, um, and 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 so uh, you know we we it can, we know it can be weaponized. Uh, and so, you know, again, I think that, uh, you know, there needs to be a level of transparency, uh, that, uh, we, we, you know, we we create so that, you know, uh, the average everyday person understands what what they're consuming. Have you had a chance to use ChatGPT or a tool like that? And, and if so, what? No, what do you, yeah, I, I have not yet. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is you've, you know, again, we're very early for calling for regulation of facial recognition, obviously a form of AI, um, calling for a ban of facial recognition in public housing. I, I'm curious where the conversation on regulating that technology stands right now in Congress. Well, I have a piece of legislation, but there, there hasn't been, um, you know, a, a, a real uh, hearing or, um, you know, a, a real discussion around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there, there are just so many components to, um, you know, to, to, to the te- 
technologies that we use today and, and the reasons we use them. Um, you know, facial recognition is being used in airports and a whole host of other venues, um, even Madison Square Garden. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so, again, you know, we, we really need to do the analysis and understanding of, you know, the benefits and the burdens. And, um, uh, we, you know, I don't, I don't have the impression that, that that conversation is taking place because there are a lot of, particularly law enforcement entities uh, that are purchasing this technology uh, without, you know, the integrity of it uh, mm -hmm. being questioned. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about um, the extent to which you're worried about AI-generated content this election season, how and how, and also what that conversation looks like on, on you know, in in the Capitol. Yeah, I mean, I I have been sounding the alarm uh, for quite some time uh, around it, and you know, we have seen already uh, AI-generated, uh, you know, a, a political ads mm -hmm. uh, or political statements being. Uh, put out there. Some have disclosed that they're AI generated and, and, and others have not. And so, uh, you know, clearly this is a major, major, major concern, uh, given, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of the contentious nature of our politics in the physical world. Mm -hmm. Um, it can be, you know, amplified, um, exponentially, uh, in the virtual world. And, and there's nothing, that really stands in the way of that other than sort of the goodwill of some of the platforms that said that they will be um, monitoring and um, requiring disclosure. Yeah. So the last sort of set of uh questions I want to ask you about is just kind of like related to regulation essentially. I'm curious what you made of the White House executive order on artificial intelligence. Are there positives of that that you'd point to? Are there things where you think it didn't go far enough? Well, you know, I, I think it's, again, a, a, a foundation uh, document. Uh, this is the first, um, you know, administration that has tackled the subject matter. And so I think that, you know, we have to come into alignment with respect to, you know, whatever we're able to uncover through the task force mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, work with the White House on, you know, where, uh, you know, their uh, sort of EO uh, stands in the in that context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, another sort of area of this, I'm, I'm wondering if you think federal agencies are doing enough to deal with AI within the regulatory authority they already have obviously this discussion about creating new laws and 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 whatnot. But you know, they the, given the auspices they already have, are they paying attention to this technology well, enough? I, I think that certainly through uh, you know different components mm -hmm. of the federal government, uh, there's an awareness. Certainly, the FCC um, and uh, you know CISA at Homeland Security. Um, you know, uh, are very aware, and I'm certain that uh, CISA being sort of the hub for, um, you know, federal agencies in tech, uh, you know, they, they, they're having conversations about protocols, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge um, sort of endeavor uh, on many different levels because, you know, each federal agency uh, has a sort of a, a different uh, 
uh, level of, of, of engagement um, around uh, sort of cyber protocols. Um, and, and that in and of itself, uh, you know, creates vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, again, this is that moment I'm hoping that, you know, we begin a conversation, bipartisan conversation around how we protect the American, American people, you know, how we maximize on the federal enterprise in doing so, and what regulatory regime, if you will, uh, would be required, if any, and I'm certain there will be some, uh, given the Wild West nature of the, the current the current state of play mm-hmm. um, that, you know, we're working uh, to uh, make sure that, you know, our agencies are resourced uh, to, to do the work, uh, that sort of our corporate partners understand that they have a uh, moral obligation, <laughs> aside from a financial mm-hmm. uh, incentive uh to you know to do right by the american people and that that's what this is at the, at the end of the day we all are living virtual lives now mm-hmm. and our uh, ability to 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 excel as a nation is tied to getting this right or our um you know or 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 that lack of success in doing so uh, can mean hardship uh, not only for this generation but for future generations to come yeah how are you thinking about uh, dealing with AI that's built and created in other countries, but where you know we don't have regulatory authority? But you know the product of that AI obviously impacts people in the United States. Yeah. Well, you know the idea at the end of the day for what we what I'm hoping we can accomplish is that we become a leader in this space, mm-hmm. that we maintain our leadership in this space, and I think that when the U.S. Um, has protocols in place. Um, typically, they become universally adopted. Um, however, you know we we we, we can't uh, regulate what others do in other nations. They have their their own sovereignty. But I can tell you that currently, um, and, you know, in many of these, particularly in in the in Europe, uh, they, they are uh, moving ahead. Uh, forcefully in, in protecting their civil societies. And uh, we, we, in that regard, are a bit behind the curve. Mm-hmm. So my final question is just what AI issue is uh, worrying you most right now? Or is there an AI issue that you think is not getting enough attention that you think needs to be getting more attention as this regulatory conversation uh, continues to ramp up? Well, definitely, you know, the, the, the use of deep fake technology um, is, you know, right, right before us. Um, but again, I, I think I, I, I stated earlier in our interview that I think that, you know, there's some foundational areas mm-hmm. that we have not, uh, strengthened and that we have not, uh, uh, established guardrails around that, um, is baked into, um, sort of the culture of AI. Uh, will will be uh, you know devastating. Will have devastating impacts on our our society, on um, our way of life. Mm-hmm. And so, I'd want to see us do much more uh, around data privacy. Uh, you know, we, we, we're hearing about a lot of legislation being put out there to protect kids on on in the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, their data, their their way of uh, of life is lived out 
on the, uh, you know, virtually, then, you know, they become vulnerable uh, at a much younger age. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, there's just some things that we need to do uh, at the foundation level that have not been done yet um, that, you know, uh, will will help us uh, in our quest to uh, make sure that we have a healthy um, AI environment for, you know, the industry to grow in. And for each and every one of us to use mm-hmm. as a tool uh, to advance ourselves and our society. So, um, you know, there, I, like I said, I start with data, but then I move through algorithms because, it, you know, it's, it's, it's that uh, component that ultimately uh, uh, creates sort of the behavioral, um, um, you know, uh, record that then goes into, you know, how AI can be weaponized. Yeah. This has been so wonderful. I don't have any other questions. I know I asked you about a lot. Is there anything else that you want to tell me or you think is important um, for the people to know about about this AI working group? Well, I can only speak for myself uh, and maybe a few other uh, Democrats on Mm -hmm. this committee, on this working group and this task force um, that, you know, we're coming to this uh, to, to, to do our very best uh, to help the American people. And my, my hope is that everyone's coming to the table uh, with a similar similar attitude. Uh, I've, I've been in Congress long enough to know uh, that, you know, things can be obstructed. Um, and, uh, you know, again, my, my hope is that, you know, folks are coming to the table understanding that we've, we've got work to do. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Congresswoman, for your time. This was this was so great. I really appreciate you um, speaking with me. Absolutely, Rebecca. You have a great day. Yes, you too. You can learn more about the House AI Task Force at the Daily Scoop Podcast.com. The Daily Scoop Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.